Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to University of Adversity. Today's guest, her name is Mia Hewitt. She's the founder and CEO of Align Intelligence. She's the best-selling author of Meant for More and an expert on the topic of human potential. Mia helps entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs who know they are meant for more and to stop secretly struggling and make six and seven-figure leaps in their business using her Align Intelligence method. This methodology works consistently and predictably to allow her clients the ability to coach themselves through any obstacle, build their dream businesses, and feel fulfilled in their purposes. Mia is passionate about empowering purpose-driven entrepreneurs to live the lives they've always known they were meant to be living. Really excited to, for you to share this conversation with you guys. Um, this is, we talked about some things that, in a perspective that I haven't really explored before. and. Well, we might have, but in a different way. And I really love Mia's approach. Um, we dove into a lot of different things. This was this was a really informative episode. So I highly recommend if you want to change your perspective on how to move through different challenges and you want some tools, like some real tangible tools, and you want to look for an opportunity to possibly work with Mia, listen to this this episode, she's very successful. She's been successful for a long time and she's figured out some really, really helpful tactics. So if you guys aren't subscribed to the podcast yet, make sure to do so wherever you listen. Or if you want to watch this on YouTube, we're also available there. All right. Enjoy the episode. Mia Hewitt coming right up. Here we go. Mia, welcome to University of Adversity. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Lance. I'm super excited to talk to you, and I wanted to make sure that we got this going before we talk about all the good stuff before hitting record. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> yes. You know, what, the topic that I'm excited to cover today really involves, you know, what you're an expert in. And mm. I'm, I think that a lot of people, including myself, are really trying to figure out like what it is that we're missing or doing that is stopping us from really getting to that next level or, you know, really knowing even what that next level is in our potential and all of that. Right. I feel like a lot of people get stuck and I'm excited to hear about your expertise and to kind of unpack that because I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of coaches, a lot of people listening to this that, that are probably stuck in that hamster wheel of kind of trying to figure it out. And I know that you've created massive success. So I'm excited. Yeah, no, this is such a, like, I really love that you're asking these questions because I feel like, especially at what's happening in the world right now, it's really causing us all to like, kind of really stop and re really slow down and reflect like, what is really what we're missing? And what is the point of all of this? Like, I feel like the right, it's like, yeah. What is the point? And I, I love that because I got there. I was at this place, you know, I'm 54. So I, I got here like around in my 30s. There was, you know, what happened is 
I grew up in a household where, I mean, I thought this was normal, but I, I grew up in a household where I was always told, like, don't ask for anything. So I never felt like I could ask any questions or ask anything about anything. Don't ask for anything. We never had any money. We grew up poor. And then when my mom was really upset, she would go into shutdown mode. So if she, if we pissed her off and we did, cause there was four of us and you know, there was a lot of kids there and what would happen is she would just stop talking to us. So there would be this isolation of feeling like all alone, like it's not okay to ask for help. It's not okay to do, you know, you have to figure it all yourself. You got to do it yourself. You got to be a great do it yourself. If you're going to survive this world, you better figure out how to do it yourself. Right. And then my father was this other person who would be this volatile, like the life of the party, you know, the kind of guy you really want to go to a party with, but maybe not marry like kind of guy, like super like life of the party, gregarious, super fun. But he had this like ticking time bomb thing where then he would go off and lose his shit, right? Like everything would just go to a hell in a handbasket really, really fast. So that is like the environment I grew up in. And why am I saying all this? Because what happened to me is then I was one of those girls. I wasn't one of those people who I hear these stories of these entrepreneurs and they're like, yeah, I was selling these things that too. I'm exaggerating, but maybe they were like four or five years old, but they were so, I was like, I wouldn't sell anyone anything. I was like the people pleaser. I was like the good girl. I was like, I've got to be the fixer. I've got to do things just right. I got to stay under the radar so I don't cause any, you know, conflict so that I don't die. Like it felt like I was going to die. Not like I was just going to be judged. I was going to die if someone found me doing something wrong. So where am I going with all this? Well, like in my first company um, that I built, that I created in over, you know, for 24 years, I built a really successful insurance company, right? Because why, why not? We go for the thing that what does everybody need that they have to buy? Because I never want to be poor again, <laughs> right? Nothing what I really wanted to do, but it was what I did inside of that. And where I'm going with all this, Lance, is this. So here's what I found when I got to this place of finally, I had gotten really successful, built this multi-million dollar company and everything went to pot. Like the marriage collapsed, the this, like everything, just nothing. And I was like, what the heck? Well, what is all this for? Like, how does, how can I not be successful? I'm successful by outside appearances. Everybody would deem me successful. This is success. But internally, I felt like a complete failure. And then worse off on that is the position I felt like I was in at that time was it was like, I, because everybody saw me as a success, but I felt like a failure. I couldn't feel like I could reach out for help or really tell people what was going on internally. Like I had to somehow, because like, then they would be like, oh, you're a fake. You're like fraud. Like you're not really real. And it was like that moment of feeling caught in between all of this and going, what's the point? That brings me to this. And this is what I uncovered that is really the, what's missing from every human being. And the reason why we don't get our results, like until we go deeper and do this deeper dive of understanding where is all of this coming from and where is this missing piece? And here's what it is. So what happened to every one of us is when we were born, we were born whole, perfect and complete, right? Like not one baby is born with a self-esteem issue, not one. So, so what happened? Where did, where did it all go astray? And so what happened was, is that 
each one of us, then as we grow, we grow by an emotional bond of trust. And when that trust gets broken, we experience an immense amount of shame. So there's a break in trust, which is the, the catalyst that creates it. This is why the world will never agree on what it is that happened to us because what happened to us doesn't look like someone else's trauma, right? It's not what people think. It's like, well, I grew up in a good household. It couldn't, you know, it, that nothing like that happened to me. Oh, yes. The, when the break in trust happens, right? And as an example of that could be, it could be someone who uh, literally, this, this was a little girl when she was a little girl, she was four years old and she was just playing in the leaves and she was in utter bliss, like complete connection to everything and everything in her were one. And all her father said to her was, we got to go. And I remember like, did he beat you? Did he hit you? No, he just said, we got to go. And it was so devastating to her because she never realized until that moment, she, she interpreted what happened and that somebody could come along and take away your happiness. And so from that day forward, everything was to try to protect that happiness that someone could take away. Hence why she always struggled with men. Hence why her business was always struggling and why she, she couldn't actually, you know, she, she had problems with difficult conversations or how to, you know, show up inside of like, Anything that could happen that would trigger that somebody could take away her happiness, it would be an automatic trigger, an automatic defense, an automatic reaction. So where I'm going with this is every single human being has had this, this experience that happened that at some point early on in their life, most oftentimes we see this before the age of four, it happens somewhere between six months and four years old is the most common somewhere inside of there where there was a break in trust and they felt an immense shame. And what happened is because we were, we didn't know how to process the emotions we were feeling right? Six months, two years, four years. I mean, even as adults, who was ever taught how to process their emotions? We teach people how to process their emotions because we're never taught this vital component of what brings us back into alignment within ourselves. Well, what happened is there was a break in trust. And then without knowing how to process your emotions, you internalize those feelings to mean, oh my gosh, for this to happen, that means there must be something wrong with me. We didn't have the conscious awareness to go, Oh, mom's just having a bad day. Oh, dad, he's just struggling with something he doesn't feel he's capable at work. It has nothing to do with me. No, we internalized the emotions, took on their emotions and their feelings, internalized it, made it mean there was something wrong with us. And in that moment, it's the moment of like what I call in my book, I wrote about it in the sense of in the movie, you know, the movie Inception. Remember? Inside of that movie, there's a moment where he says, you know what the most dangerous thing is to man, right? And he talks about it. It's when an idea gets implanted in the mind and then you forget that you are the one that implanted it. Bam, this is exactly what happened to every human being. So it went into us, we become, it becomes an emotional feeling point. And then what happens is we feel all alone, separate, abandoned, like no one gets us, which precisely describes how we disconnect from our authentic self as it ceases to exist psychologically. It doesn't ever really cease to exist, but we stop living from who we truly are in our intuition, which you said so beautifully, right? 
And we become this way of being to try to survive our life, right? So then what happens is we, this divide gets created between the parts of ourselves where the logical part says, I know what I, you know, I know what I should do, or I know that I'm meant for more, but please don't really see me. Because if you see me, you're going to see emotionally everything that's wrong with me. So that becomes this big divide between see me, don't see me, see me, don't see me. And then we compensate for it by we're doing all the right things in our business. We're doing all the right things. We're, we are the action takers. We're the do-it-yourselfers, right? We're doing everything the experts are telling us to do, but it's not working because something is missing, right? Because it's really no amount of action can ever like clear away the blind spot that of who you feel you really truly are and the willingness to not really be seen, even though you know logically it's what you want. Emotionally, you don't. Is that making sense? It's so powerful. I was like, mm. yeah, that was so well said. So, you know, I, I, I always relate it to myself and people that I've met and yeah. the stories that we create and how those perpetuate outwards and, you know, how we develop habits that mm. make us feel comfort in those moments of discomfort that we had from that. This is just such an interesting topic because we develop that feeling, like you said, of distrust yes. or whatever that feeling may be. Mm -hmm. And then we develop these habits to just keep ourselves safe and to escape that feeling of wanting to feel that again. That is exactly it. And I think most have that. And what's interesting, and I'd love to ask you. Sure. Is how, how does somebody remember or go back and figure out what is the thing? It's a great question. Because we sometimes think it's a big event because I we know. can only remember it. I know. And how do we know that it wasn't something like, you were just embarrassed really bad as a kid or you did something and, and you, or like you said earlier, you're taken away from something and you just, from then on, that was your belief. Yeah. How does somebody even figure out how to great question. unpack that? It's such a great question. We actually help them do it for them inside of, we do like live intensive, which is, you know, a couple hours a day that we actually guide people back. And the reason we do this is because you can't see it yourself. It's not because there's something wrong with you. It's because it, it, it's, it would be the equivalent. This is the best example I have. It'd be the equivalent of a heart surgeon doing his own heart surgery because you can't, here's why. You can't be in both minds at the same place and find it. Meaning you can't be the practitioner and the patient at the same moment in time. You can't be in your logical mind going, well, that's not making logical sense because it isn't in the logical mind. And the reason why people can't find it and why they're like, what am I missing? What am I missing? Is because it's not logical. It's actually emotional. So what we do is we guide people back into the emotional, because the cool thing about the subconscious mind, the cool thing about the unconscious mind is, you know, I'm sure you know this, it's like a programmer. It never forgets. We just want to guide it back to and ask it the right questions, helping it feel for the answers, right? We feel for it. And then we help them unpack it. And so 
and we've and you know don't get me wrong there are there we've got a few people that have come through and they like they you know they stopped feeling for a long time like they're numb they didn't they didn't even realize they were numb and so we're having to like that that particular person who's been numb 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 it takes them a little bit longer you know inside of us guiding them back into where because we have to start cracking it so to speak but most people they're not the majority so i just want to say that like the majority of people that come to us they either feel um like they're constantly people pleasing or constantly trying to avoid conflict or they are they go into you know so their inferiority ego or they go into superiority ego and they just want to kill everyone off <laughs> Not that we don't have both sides, but what I'm saying is one will be more predominant than the other. Right. Right. So the the extreme cases would be someone who's just so numb. They don't go either. They're just dead. Like they're, they're like the walking dead. And we do get some of those, but those are like not as often as the person who's either in superiority ego or spends most of their time in inferiority ego. But the, to answer your question specifically, we guide them back to inside of the feeling place because the emotional mind, the feeling mind is the way you access it is through feeling. It's not logical. And every time you pop out of the emotion to go into the logical, you actually delay, you actually break the state, you actually delay the information. So that's why we actually work with them to do it. It's, it's just because it's, it's easier. It's so much easier to be guided there and find it than it is to try to figure it out because you can't figure it out. The figure out part is in the logical mind. Right. Makes sense? Yes. Okay. So there's something that's coming to me that I was sure. going to ask. Absolutely. Regarding procrastination. Yes. Now, I've just recently looked into this further and I would love to hear your take on it and speak to this because- yeah. What is the root of procrastination and why do so many people do it? Like, how can we, first of all, what is it? Because I know this is a huge thing and I'm sure it's one of your things that you notice a lot with people, right? It's, oh, absolutely. I have the biggest hopes and all these things, but I can't move forward or I avoid things. What is that? And how is that? How is that? How can you work with that? Absolutely. Well, most, it's never what they think. So I want to say that, and it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault, right? And so the reason I say this is every single person who has a problem, I want you to consider it's because you have the wrong problem. And let me explain this, okay? Uh, yeah, it's, it's always that. It's not a guess. It's not maybe. It's a thousand percent. The reason you have a problem is because you have the wrong problem. Because let me explain. So in this universe we live in, there is a universal law of polarity. I think some people call it law of duality, um, which could be the same, but I know it as the law of polarity. And what that means is, that means that nothing in this universe exists in a half. So that means for there to be an up, there's a down, for there to be an in, there's an out, for there to be lack, there has to be abundance in the same moment in time. So that means for a problem to exist, the equal and opposite solution must equally exist at that same moment in time. So the question really is that, why do I only see the problem and I don't see the solution? Because you have the wrong problem. And the way to bridge to the solution is the first thing you have to stop doing is thinking that problems are fixed. Like 
as if there isn't anything other than the problem. The truth is both, both by law polarity exist. So the bridge to get to the solution is the complete opposite of what you think. So most people want to, in procrastination, they either want to pull back and hide, right, even more, or they want to force themselves and use motivation to do it, which is why then they go, they go up and then they go down and they go up and then they go down. Like their business will make money and not make money and make money and not make money. And make, right. They're on that roller coaster because when you use pain as your motivator to get through the past procrastination, you're forcing yourself into it. You haven't actually solved anything. You're coping. That's a coping mechanism, right? So it's, if it's not about hiding and pretending and please, you know, and not doing anything, or it's not about forcing, how do we get there? It's the complete opposite of what people think. Instead of either one of those, you have to actually let go of the problem, let go of what you're holding onto, right? Instead of trying harder, you have to actually go easier. Yes, you have to let go of wanting to either avoid it or push through it. And you have to like let go by going easier on yourself by getting curious. So the bridge to the solution is curiosity. Like, let me give you an example, right? So asking yourself a better quality question as the example of, well, if this was totally solvable or if it's completely possible to solve this, what, you know, what are three ideas that would help me feel for the way, this is your intuition now, because in the intuition, it's the feeling mind. What are three ways that I would, I could feel that it could be solvable, even if I don't know how you're letting go of, of, of the logic, even if I don't know how, right. If I was totally capable, even though I don't know how it'll all work out. How, what, what are the ways that I would decide that I could, that this could be capable? I could be capable. And you start chunking it down. So meaning you're going to get clarity. It's always going to come down to, they have the wrong problem. So as an example, every single person who is struggling is going to be like inside of themselves where they end up feeling like, let's go to procrastination again. So the reason they procrastinate is it comes back to the, the original trauma of this disconnect between when this break in trust happened and they stopped operating from who they really are because the, that part of us that goes, oh my gosh, for this to happen to me, there's something wrong with me. So I can't be who I really am. I need to start being this person who I think needs to be okay to survive, right? So then what happens is that divide, which is what I'm talking about, I'm not, I'm not talking about just trauma, although that we do heal the trauma from the break in trust. I'm talking about the divide that occurred from the authentic self and the protective self. When your ego, the birth of the ego is what I'm talking about that we actually help people sort out so that you come back into alignment and wholeness from the truth of who you really are as your authentic self. And you live from there day in and day out in any situation, any circumstance, and in any you know situation. So there's nothing that you cannot be with. And so coming back into that, procrastination is funny. From living inside of this divided self, it's like, yeah, because there's a part of me that goes, well, I want to be seen. I want to put this out there, but I'm afraid that I'm going to be seen and I want to be accepted, but I don't want to, I fear being rejected. I want to do great work, but I don't want to get it wrong. Oh, please don't do it because if I'm wrong, 
then I'll die, right? Because our, our break and trust created a, I can never be wrong again, right? The, this is what really is at the core of why people procrastinate. Because if you feel this, it's the funniest thing when we think about it. Because as children, I'm going to go back really young as, you know, toddlers. We never worried about failing. We, how many times did we fail before we walked? It's like, that was a joke. Like, what? Who cares? Like, we never thought about any of that, you know? Nobody was afraid to be seen, right? Nobody. People, you know, we'd fart and laugh about it and kind of like, did you see that? Did you smell that? Like, it was just so, like... Nobody had these filters and layers of like, don't, don't do that. Don't do, you got to do the right thing. And I can't look wrong. You can't say that wrong thing. Did you say that? Right. It's kind of like all that stuff that happens. That's the reason why people procrastinate, which also reminds me of imposter syndrome. Right. Which is another really great one when we talk about that, because all imposter syndrome is, is simply the awareness, that logical part of you is aware that there is an emotional, like that your desires are out, uh, are in conflict, right? With your deeper feeling of being seen, right? So we feel like we have to either come as an act or a mask in order to force ourselves to do it because we're not really being us. When we let go of all of that, we stop living in the protective self. It's alignment is easy right? Ego is hard. And then I'm not making the ego the enemy because I know I like Ryan Ireland, but he, but his book, The Ego is the Enemy is really not true in the sense that it is when you don't understand it, but yeah. when you understand that you created it to protect yourself from a situation that you didn't have, you didn't know any other better way to do it. It really isn't the enemy. It's been the greatest protector, but it will no longer help you because it actually is the hindrance of you getting to your next level. Yeah. Cause it, it really depends if somebody understands what ego actually means. And you're right. Like in one sense, yeah, you could maybe say that, but in the whole sense, and I think that's what he was specifically speaking to as well, but it, it's misleading if you don't know that. So I yeah. would love to actually tee that question off. Let's do this because what yeah. your work is so aligned with mine, you know, talking about truth and ego and intuition and all of this stuff is like, really, really like my jam and I love it. And I want to like hear your perspective for everybody in the listeners. So let's define that. Let's define ego versus, you know, your soul or your truth or your, let's, let's, let's do both of those. Sure. Absolutely. So the ego is going to be, so the ego is the false self, right? So like, as an example, when, you know, when we, hear that negative voice in our head saying, well, you can't do that. Who do you think you are? Right? Like that's, you know, like, did I, did you do that? Right? Did I say that? Right? Did I do that wrong? Maybe I didn't do that wrong. Like that whole self-doubt, all that encompasses those feelings of doubt or not being capable, not being good enough, right? It's always going to come from the ego, which is a completely false self. Like, and I, I don't, I want everybody to really like, really think about that. Like, you know, we will, somebody will look at us a certain way and we'll make a meaning of that. Oh, they don't like me or they're judging me or they don't think I'm good enough, but they never said that. And so the false self is always going to be this fake 
false self of protection. And so the problem of what happens, and because we were never taught how to process our emotion or what even our emotions mean, let's go that one, right? As an example, I'm bridging it to what you're saying, but it's like, as an example, I will get so many people that go, let's say as soon as they're going to about to hit their next level, right? They're, they're going to push because once you, once you uncover who you really are and now from there, you're living from there day in, day out. There's still different layers. Meaning what I mean by that is now you're, you're getting who you are. And when it comes into the context of relationships from your authentic self, well, then there's the context of money. Then there's a context of business. Then there's a context of working with teams or other people. Then there's a, con so who are you as the authentic, uh, authentic self in every situation? It's, it takes a new you, it takes a new level of thinking, a new way of being a new, because it's not the false self that's going around trying to protect and mask and shell and avoid. And, you know, it's not this, right? So one, the ego, how we can simplify this is it will always feel like resistance, right? And when we're in our authentic and our aligned self, when we are, we are connected to everything and everything is connected to one. When we're in our false self, it all feels about separation. We feel all alone, right? And so what happens is when we don't understand what those emotions mean. So as an example, and you were saying it very beautifully in the very beginning, when you're like, oh, and when we get used to feeling like good about being alone, like when those emotions we think are good, right? Then when something happens where we want to get to our next level and we feel resistant, we feel all oh, that all this uh, like emotional resistance come up, we interpret it to be, this must not be meant to be, or I wasn't really meant to do this, or God doesn't really want me to have this because, you know, it wouldn't feel like this. No, it would, it would feel like this because, <laughs> because when you feel this way, in order to actually break through in that next level, right? What we're really doing, what we're really talking about is our results will never rise greater than the way we see ourselves. Meaning our self-image is dictating all of our results. So in order, if I'm over here, not having the results I want and to be the person I need to be over here who has those results, it's like what's happening is I'm going to go towards that edge uh, or that glass ceiling. And if I don't understand that my emotions are going to trigger because I have to let go of the self-image that I'm having from not having the results to take on the image of the person who does have those results in alignment, not as a mask, but as in true ownership of I am that person, like as a full skin, right? Like as a full embodiment, not as a like only my head, but my, my emotions aren't in a, I mean, like I'm a hundred percent in alignment with this way of being. If I haven't gone there because I have never seen myself like that, my it's going to fire, right? Like everything's going to come up. But if I misinterpret that, because I've never been taught what my emotions mean, because all emotions mean every emotion is only an indicator of this. Your emotions are always letting you know whether the thought you were just thinking is either in alignment with your greater desire or out of alignment. It doesn't mean don't go. It doesn't mean don't do that. And one of the best examples I have for this is a lobster. So 
a lobster, right, is that little spongy skeleton type of thing. I always pronounce that thing wrong. But it's like this thing that it has this hard shell. And the the way a lobster grows is it will begin to grow, 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 and it will be restricted by the shell. So what it has to do is that restriction will cause it to go underneath a rock and shed its shell and grow a new one. So the very catalyst that creates the growth of the lobster is being uncomfortable. Yet, if we ask, you know, human beings, did you, would you, if you get uncomfortable, would you believe that that is your next level? That's your next level. That's your new growth. People are like, oh no. They think that it should feel different than that. Right? Wouldn't you agree? I mean, most people don't go, oh my God, I'm uncomfortable. Yay! <laughs> it's like they, they think that that should be something they avoid because why? Because in the original trauma, the divide that I'm talking about, that's where they went uncomfortable and then they retreated or avoided or got into superiority ego. So they forced things to happen. So they've never found the result in alignment. Make sense? Yeah, there's a lot there. It's such a... Um... It's such a good way to just create that awareness, you know, because yeah. most people just think of it all as like one, like they can't yes. separate. And that for me was a big thing when I started to study and work on my own development. I started yeah. to learn that how the brain worked and, you yes. know, and in that it's okay, it's okay, like not to beat myself up for having these thoughts and like yes. really understand and I talk about this in my book too, that's coming out is that yes. feeling and understanding yeah, like what is the truth and what is the bullshit? Mm. And there's so much of, you know, and, and I love that because I feel, you know, the, the more we can tap into that truth, yeah. our heart, that's like yes. our, that's the truest, purest and untaintable force. Absolutely. I mean, it's exactly right there, right? Inside of like what we what we were taught as children, and, and this is not to pass blame. It's just so that we can understand exactly how we develop this meaning in these patterns and programmings of the behaviors from that original divide. It's like what we were taught is like if I did something and, and my parents didn't like it, I was not taught how to process my emotions about that because they didn't know how to process their emotions. So I was taught that I caused that. And so then we grow up thinking that we're triggered by other people's actions when in truth, we're, the trigger is the meaning we gave those actions, right? So, and since this is all coming from like, you know, we, what is human potential, right? How do we become like our great, our, how do we live our fullest potential? And it's really by, here is the real practical of this. It's that how you do that is by you being more in each of those moments on the moments that counts. So it's by you changing the way you see yourself in these situations where before you were triggered by that situation, now you've grown, you're bigger than the whole entire situation, right? So you're clearing up, you know, the misunderstandings, misconceptions that were keeping you small, right? Allowing yourself to like really trust that all growth is going to feel uncomfortable, but uncomfortable doesn't mean bad, right? 
uncomfortable doesn't mean bad. And like really getting that, you know, inside of being, allowing yourself to be uncapable, un, un, uncomfortable because uncomfortable doesn't mean incapable, right? But we, we collapse the two together. We think if we're uncomfortable, well, maybe I'm not supposed to do this. Maybe I'm incapable. No, it's your next level, right? So like getting that deeper into, really deeper into the understanding, the ultimate goal, how to live your potential is for you to expand greater than your circumstances in the moments. That's a, And then when you do that, what you do is you create reality on purpose by like being more than it, allowing freedom, flow, ease, joy, your intuition to guide you being bigger than anything that is physical. Is that making sense? Worse. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's something that again come, came up while you were saying I want to talk about. Sure. And there is this conversation around, okay, let's talk about law of attraction and and how things are supposed to be easy and flow and all of this. Yes. Then there's this other, you know, with university of adversity. Yeah. Where like I've battled, I'm like, well, do things need to be hard? And then, or should they be in flow? But what I've come to realize, and I want to ask you is like, sure. is it just the acceptance of the thing and allowing it to be that is just as much flow as something easy rather than because it's how you look at the thing. Yeah. Like the thing could be, be challenging you yeah. and you could be like, oh no, I'm scared of it and become a victim. Or you just can say, this is challenging and I'm going to get into flow regardless of if it's challenging me. Can you speak to us about that? Because yeah, I love it. myself. It's like, I love it. Oh, everything yeah. is, you know, Esther Hicks and law of attraction. Everything needs yeah. to be easy and flow. But then, mm. you know, you hear, well, you got to go through it. And then it's like, okay, but like, I know. what do we do? The balance here, because this is something that <laughs> I, I know. always, I know, I love it. Gone through, right? I love it. Let's, oh, I'm so glad you're willing to like, thank you for freaking having the most awesome conversations because these are the conversations I've done. You know, I'm on 30 podcasts a year and most people won't go there. And I just freaking love that you're willing to go to these places because, okay, I've been thinking this for the longest time. Like this is what used to happen to me. And just a side note, like I have to say this because this is so right up my alley because I, you know, I've started looking for like, what is wrong? Why, why can I not do this? What if, since I was really young, right? I was like, I went to work at 13 and, you know, because we didn't have any money and it's like, you're going to eat, you're going to work. So I've been in personal development since I was really young. I started around maybe 14, 15, but really 18 really got into it. So I know, you know, a lot of attraction and I know Abraham Hicks and all this and, and I love them. I love them. And I remember reaching out to them just so you can see this in my early twenties, late twenties, something like that and going, okay, this stuff doesn't work though because you like I'm just saying all right because I know you tell me to go with the flow but when I'm feeling like this when I go in the flow what ends up happening is I go into denial because the what is experiencing is like I'm now denying my reality and I haven't really created any new result I'm just in this new bubble of denial. And so, and, and at first I didn't see it because, you know, obviously when I first learned this, I just went around telling everybody, you just need to be in flow. You just need, you know, I used to drive people nuts, right? I'm, I'm, I'm sure I've killed off many people that because I would go all of these different ways, trying to find my own way and then tell everybody what they should do too. Right. But here's why I'm saying this. I reached out to them and literally was like, I really believe 
you need to teach people how to actually really come into flow and where, how to process your emotions to come back into alignment so that you really are not denying reality, but you're now one with one with reality and now you're operating intentionally with purpose and you can create your result every freaking single time because that is the truth about how it really works not the way people like leave us with this half information so i went out to them and i was like you know she politely you know esther politely said they weren't interested in having coaches but at the time i was like i really i could build a whole entire alignment coaching team who could literally teach your people how to take what you're saying and put it into the practical because I'm a practical, get it done girl. Like I am the girl, like when we were 13 years old and we didn't have food, I'm the girl that went to work. So I'm like, I hear what you're saying because I'm still very spiritual and I very much love understanding how all of this works. But I'm really the person who takes the spiritual and grounds it into the practical because at the end of the day, if I don't have results, then I haven't really achieved what I wanted. And then everything else just, you know, becomes like, what's the point? Right. So this is the missing piece, the missing piece I'm going to tell you. So here's what I, I would say. And I, it's funny because now come full circle because now I'm 54. I would still say the same thing to them today that I said in my, <laughs> my late 20s. But here's the exact steps because I know all of this now. Like I've studied this for years. Right. I've mastered it and helped so many hundreds of people be able to learn to live this way. So here's the key. The key is, so since there's this divide and they don't talk about this. So I just want to say that because, and that is why people struggle because there is a divide between the logical mind and the emotional mind. And so what needs to happen inside of that is if we don't heal, like if we don't process the emotions of what is coming up for us, then we either suppress them or they, they overcome us, right? So we're either overcome by the emotion or we suppress them, try to go numb, right? And order. So what instead, what we need to do is actually process the emotions so that we come because they are, the, our emotions are our internal guidance system. Okay. So again, all that means though, what the internal guidance system means is, is our emotions are our internal guidance system, our GPS or our mirror to let us know in every moment whether the thoughts we are thinking are in alignment with what we want or out of alignment for what, with what we want. So here's what it is. Every time we feel any kind of resistance, so anytime we feel stuck, stopped, struggling, right? Consider every single time, it only means that whatever we are focusing on, whatever the meaning we are giving that is, contains a lie contains a misunderstanding, a misconception, a misperception, right? That is what's in the way, a blind spot. That's all that's happening. So every time I want everybody with the whole world to know this because, oh my gosh, could we stop having everybody feel so worthless and not good enough? Like if you really get what I'm saying, all resistance has nothing to do with worthiness or capable or anything like that. All resistance has only to do with that in the moment that you're feeling the resistance, it means that you have a misunderstanding, a misconception, a misperception, a blind spot. And all that we have to do is now uncover the blind spot that is inside of your way so that you can free yourself from the invisible trap that you've been stuck in 
and then come back into alignment to operate now from freedom, you know, free and ease. So what we're doing, so I invented this process called the aligned intelligence method. And it's a, it's a methodology that works consistently and predictably every single time to help an individual. I, I focus on entrepreneurs, but it helps anyone. We've helped our entrepreneurs help their children you know, like with it. So it works for anybody inside of this, be able to, you know, really sort out the symptom from the problem, be able to, to go in from the problem to the solution. And then like literally awaken to the truth of what is really there, uncover the blind spot so that they can free themselves to create whatever result they want in their life. So here's, here's how it works inside of that. Here's an example of it. So, so you guys can, you can all feel this, right? Cause it, it will help you for anyone out there listening. It helps you process your emotion. It helps you uncover your blind spot. It helps you stop destructive thinking, right? Cause all of that's a lie, right? If you're really getting this, everything about that, anything that doesn't feel in alignment contains a lie right? So it's going to break up self-sabotaging patterns. It's going to let go of any resistance, attachment, judgment, story, limiting belief, right? All of that. So he, and, it, and, and the other way I want to show it to everybody is it actually allows you to access a higher level of consciousness. So the best example I have for that is it would be the equivalent, you know, I'm here in the United States, that if you went to New York City and you were at ground level of the Empire State Building, one of the largest buildings, right? At ground level, everything, you can't see anything, right? So everything becomes like confusion and like not really clarity, right? But if you were to not move location, but just go up to the top of that same location from up there, you have a completely different look on how things really work. This is what this does by literally accessing a higher level of consciousness by accessing your intuition. So here's the first, there's a series of steps. So the first thing is when you find yourself in resistance, the first thing you have to do is stop, pull back and up and come down and look for, and observe, right? To be able to get out of an invisible trap, you first have to recognize you're in a trap. How do you recognize it? You will feel negative emotion, any resistance. That's how you know you're in a trap. So you're going to have to pull up and out, look down on the pattern, right? Is how you're going to come up and out and, and look down and observe. The second step is, you know, now we're going to sort out what is this, right? Because you're not going to see it inside. That's why we can never see the forest through the trees. We have to come out of it, look down on it. Now you're going to sort it. What's the truth? You know, what am I making this mean? What's the truth and what's the lie about this? So we have to sort, right? From what would the, what is the protective self saying, which is what the lie is? And what is the align? What is the truth? What is the real truth? Now we're going to feel for those answers on the truth, right? Because it's in the intuition. And then once you clear that, you're going to clear the misunderstanding, misconception. Now, in order to release this, because everything is energy. In order to release it, to come back into alignment, we're not out of alignment yet, right? We're, we've only done partial work. Now we have to come into release, right? So we have to observe, then release. In order to release, we have to like check in with ourselves, knowing, seeing this truth, what would I have to accept and then forgive? There's always going to be a forgiveness, right? Because if I've been living in a lie, 
and I did, right, from the majority of my life, I lived in many misconceptions, many limiting beliefs, many stories, right? I have, there's a forgiveness, there's a, there's a forgiveness, be forgiving, forgiving, right? I had to forgive myself and accept that I was doing that. And then once that we get to that release, there's an energy. Can you feel that, Lance, where there's an energy that will really release when we've truly done that. Now, this is the first point we get to the third step that we actually have power. So now the third step is now we're at choice. You know how everybody says, well, just choose it. Well, great. Tell me how to choose it. If I could get choice, right? Where is your greatest power of choice? Well, this is exactly how you actually get there. <laughs> so we'd have to do that piece first before we get to the third step, which is now choice. And from choosing, now seeing the truth, what would you have to choose and go all in on as an embodiment, right? Again, this isn't where we're just tricking the mind and the mind goes, we're trying to fake it till you make it. This is meaning where we literally go all in as a self-image and we choose this in this new situation going forward. And now we say to ourselves, okay, from this place of choice, what are my new behaviors? What are my new actions? What are my habits, right? Like who am I as this authentic aligned self in this context? where before I was this, now I'm this, who is that? And we really embody it. And now we can see the actions, behaviors, and the choices. And when we take those, it takes us to the next step, which it puts us in aligned action. And when we take the aligned action, we will get our aligned results every single freaking time. Does that, does that make sense? So like what I'm saying is the truth is the only way to fail is if we fail to feel our way into that reality that we want. But that's the steps that everybody didn't tell you about. <laughs> Make sense? Yeah, totally. How do you, how does somebody, let's go to specifically for entrepreneurs. Yes. How do you know whether to keep moving forward or pushing through or pivoting? Like at what point do you say, because everybody says, if you keep going after something, you'll eventually get it. But then some say, well, at some point you got to pivot. Where is that point and how do you identify it? That's a great question. I love that. So, and I want to make sure because it just kind of like went out just a second, like slowed, okay. just to make sure that you, I got your question. Do you want to re-say it or you no, want I me can to say it again? Okay. Say it again. Cause I want to make sure it really got, yeah. As an entrepreneur, how do you know whether to keep pushing forward with the business or whatever you're working on? Yes. Or when do you know when it's time to pivot? That's a great question. So the first thing I have to like to give context, the biggest thing that I see, the biggest mistake is that's out there. You have, a, a, and this isn't a judgment. So please, if you're, do, if you're one of these people, please, like I'm not judging at all. I want you to hear what I'm really gifting you. What happens is, is that, we have all of these people teaching a piece of an ingredient, but there isn't like we're inside of it. We've never been given the entire recipe. So I want to, I'm, I'm someone who won't give people half of a, an ingredient because that's why I never got my results. And that's why I struggled for so long. So to answer your question, you first have to look at, if we look at, if everything is a recipe and it is, right? So if anything you want in life that is success, anything, there's a recipe for that. 
There's a recipe, right? And I'm going to make it really simple because people can hear it in a different context, but we're going to use it in this one. Like if I wanted to make a chocolate cake or, an, or a cake, I'm going to need to know what the recipe is, right? The whole recipe. But awareness is not enough to get a result. So I can't just know that I need chocolate. Okay. So one of the biggest misunderstandings people have is they've been taught awareness. They haven't actually been taught the skill of how to actually, or the capability of how to actually get that result. They've been sold on the concept, on the awareness of it. Awareness does nothing, nothing to give you a result. Without you knowing how to clear the misunderstandings, what are in your way in that same context where you used to be blocked, all the awareness in the world will never uncover that blind spot for you. That's why we have to actually take you by the hand and show you in the moment how to do that, right? Because awareness is not enough. So following that recipe, I'm going to answer your question. Your question is a brilliant question. Like, how do I know when I keep doing the same thing? When do I know to give up and when to do something else or when I have to keep going? So the first thing is you have to have clarity of the entire recipe. Most people only have a half of an ingredient. So first we have to know the recipe. Then we need to know the ingredients. We need to know the right order of the ingredients and we cannot change the order of the ingredients or it won't work. And we cannot leave out an ingredient. Okay. So let me start from the beginning as an entrepreneur. I want you to consider everybody keeps looking for their purpose. Like, where is my purpose? Where's my purpose? I can't find my purpose. And I want you to consider this is going to be contrary to everybody what's out there. I want you to consider that your greatest purpose is really to come back home to your authentic self. There is no other purpose than that, right? You, this divide is the greatest separation and what creates the greatest limitation to every human being. So consider your purpose was really only ever to come back home to wholeness, to who you really are. That's the first thing, okay? So the first thing in the recipe is understanding for you to accomplish any result you want, you have to come back into wholeness with who you really are. So the first piece is understanding that authentic being, who you really are. The second piece is then understanding the vision of, now that I'm this, what do I want to go do in the world? What is that expressed that in, in, in life, right? Like in business, it's all about solving a problem. So what's the problem that I would most want to resolve for people from this authentic place that feels like fun, doesn't even feel like work, right? I'm playing. Oh my gosh, people will pay me for this. How awesome. This is great, right? It feels so good, right? So from that, now it's about taking who you really are, what's most aligned with you, and now looking for what's the problem you most want to solve. And of course, there's a little bit of a recipe criteria if we want to solve a million dollar, right? There's a little bit of a criteria to it as far as like, it has to be a specific problem for a specific type of person, right? Who's seeking a specific result at a specific time in their life so that you're the person who's going to help them get there. So it's, there, we've got to have that criteria. Now, on top of that, the recipe is now we need the right business model. Oh my gosh. If somebody could have told me this a long time ago, would have saved me a freaking fortune, right? Because it doesn't matter all the actions you take in the world. If you don't have the right business model, which you need a scalable ascension business model, you need a scalable ascension 
business model, right? Because think about it, right? The cool thing about, about that I was in business for uh, the first 24 years, I did insurance. And if you look at companies like insurance companies, the reason their model works is because they have a scalable ascension business model, meaning they are, are extending the lifetime value of their clients by first selling them the first point of entry, whether that be a homeowner policy or, an, or a car, but then they upsell them into life insurance and then the next product that they own, right? So that they're extending the lifetime value because the fortunes are in the reoccurring revenue. I'm not saying memberships because I don't have a membership, but it has to be reoccurring, meaning it has to be a lifetime, you know, where the, the scalable ascension business model is set up from the beginning. Because if not, you're going to work so hard and not smarter, but harder than everybody else trying to put in more people into your program. When if you had it, if you understood the, the right business model from the beginning, it doesn't do that. Like we can, we, we're doing, you know, we're, we're touching people, you know, we have a front end, a back end, and then even a third model. So like ours, like we can extend people, you know, to two, two years, two and a half years, three years inside of what we do, just because of the bat, like meeting them at what they need at every level. The next thing is once you understand the business model, then you need to have an irresistible offer. You have to have a right, the right offer. The problem is, is most people have terrible offers that nobody would buy, but they don't know it, right? So, and, and it's not their fault because they were sold by people who are experts in this industry that 13 years ago when they started, they did a course and then everybody bought it. But today, nobody wakes up and goes, oh my God, I can't wait to buy a course today, said no one ever <laughs> right now, right? But this is what they're still selling how to create courses and then that people buy. But people don't wanna buy courses. That, that, that was good 13 years ago. But if you look at today's market, right? And being relevant, what has changed the, the, the game plan is inside of Amazon and Netflix. So Amazon you know, taught us, we don't need to wait for anything. Netflix taught us, we need, we own, like if you and I were to go onto Netflix, you would see different things than I would based on our likes what we say. So they're customizing everything to us when we want it, how we want it, the way we want it, which is very much where I would, I'm saying is where we're going. Like, and this has been my business model. My business model is we believe in quality over quantity. So we take way less people, but we give them 24 seven access. We, we, I, not my coaches, not, I'm not pawning them off. I am helping them to get this result because they, they need to know how to implement what they know. They don't need more knowledge. Oh my gosh, do we not need more knowledge? We need to uncover the blind spots and know how to execute and implement on what we know so we live the results. So this next one is the having the right offer. That will create the right messaging. Then you need to know sales, right? You need to know how to convert. If you don't know how to authentically, and I mean this authentically, because true authentic sales, it's not about me at all. This is the funniest thing. True authentic sales is helping my ideal client who wants the specific result that I can help them achieve, be helping them go through a process in their mind where they get clarity on exactly what that is, uncover what's really stopping them, show them their blind spots and give them a customized plan on how we're going to help them achieve that result.
it's not about me at all. So real authentic sales is just supporting them in order for them to have the right information to say yes to themselves, to their next level, completely different than what is out there, right? Because so now once we have the right conversion, we know how to sell. Now we have to apply the right strategy. This is traffic, right? So how, no matter if we don't, you know, you see the flow of this. If I don't have the right business model, it's all going to start to break down. If I don't have the right offer, I'm not going to have the right messaging. If I don't have the right messaging, I'm not going to have the right conversion. If I don't know sales, it's not going to happen. If now, if I don't have one simple strategy, notice I didn't say 25 million, <laughs> one simple strategy to take traffic and convert it right? Then it's not good. It's going to all break down. One of, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have like some awesome billionaires that I've had the fortune to work with really cool billionaires, like really authentic billionaires, like just great people. And, you know, some of the things they told me like was really stuck. And one of them was, you know, Mia, you never are wanting to be the person who owns the horse. You want to be the person who owns the race course, right? So like owning the platform, like different platforms so that you're not held captive doesn't mean you don't start with one platform. You do. And you, so we optimize and we go all in on one strategy before we maximize. We optimize before we maximize. We don't try to, you know, do all of this because what happens is the way it really works is less becomes more. So it's not about trying to be everything for everybody. When we are in the right business model, when we, you know, when we're living in our authentic self, when we have the right vision of seeing this and we understand the right business model, we understand our offer, we understand our messaging. It's about us being a specialist. We're not going to sell ourselves as a generalist. My doctor's, my doctor, my sister, my daughter is in med school right now in Stanford. And the funniest thing is that I want to say about that is that the generalist doctor needs to know everything, but gets paid the least. The specialist makes all the money. It's the same in business, right? Can you feel this? So if you don't understand that, you're going to be trying to be a generalist. And that's the reason why the offer breaks down. Then the messaging breaks down. Then the conversion doesn't work. Then you're applying a strategy, again, that is trying to then be all over the place instead of one single simple sys marketing system that you're doing day in and day out, day in and day out, right? That you become known as an expert on that. And then inside of that, you know, you're going to continue to evolve and there's going to be different layers. You know, what I had to do to get to a hundred thousand is different to what I had to do to get to a million. It's not a lot different. That's the other thing they don't talk about, right? Like it's not a lot different. Oh my gosh. They make it so complicated and it's not, it's not, it's so simple. It's so simple that people would think I'm lying. That's how, that's how much we've been brainwashed into thinking this has to be really complicated. Like I, like watch this. I'm going to show you as an example. I teach copywriting to my people. Oh dear. Yeah, of course. I teach everything that they need in business to be successful, right? All of these elements, yeah, because this is the truth, right? And so, but here's, here's why I'm laughing, right? I go, okay, are you guys ready for copywriting? And they're like, yeah, copy everything your clients say. What? No, no, I really want you to record all of your sales call. Like, I'm going to give you the scripts to ask them and the things to tell, ask them. Use their words back to them. 
wait, wait, wait. You mean I can't, I know, but I know my ideal. No, 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 no. I'm telling you. Uh, right? Here's this slippery slope of the ego. Watch this. The ego is going to think, oh, I know this all. Or I can, I already know my ideal client. Really? Great copy is actually where the person in front of you feels like you read their mind because you do, because you copied what they said and they're using sayings that you would not say. The curse of the expert is once you become an expert, once you already know that, you forget what it's like to live there. I don't live in my ego. So I am the worst person to ask what my ego is. The reason I know what that is, is because my clients tell me and I copy their words, but I don't live there anymore. I don't, I, if I lived in my ego, I would be no good to any of you. Like I wouldn't even be able to give you this information because I'd be like, oh, did I say that right? Did I do that wrong? Was that good? Did I, I'd be all like in, you know, like, ju like judging or meanings of stuff. So I would suck is what I'm trying to say. And so can you see that once you become an expert, then now, in order to, to be great at copy, you can't use your own thinking. That's starting to really then win. And so to answer your original question, right? And so as you get all this right recipe and the right ingredients and you do it in the right order, what happens is you stay in momentum and you close the gap from where you are to where you want to be consistently. And this becomes the new norm. It's normal to get resorts. It's normal. And how you know whether you should be, you know, like why that would not happen in that regard. Like as an example of how would I know when to stop and read? Because it's not me that's actually making those decisions. The market's telling me. The market is telling me at every time what they want more of, what they need, you know, what, what they're, because the market doesn't stay the same. Can you feel this in this law, in this universe, right? Where everything is always evolving. There's always, for every problem, there's a solution. For every solution, there's a new problem. For every new problem, we'll create a new solution. For every new solution, we'll create a new problem, right? This doesn't stop, right? So what has to happen is instead of thinking we've got to get somewhere, which is what most people think, I just got to get this place. I, if I get here, then I'm good, right? That's all survival, right? That's all ego. Because the truth is variability is the world's greatest quality. There's nothing stays the same. The illusion is you think everything is still, but even right now, wherever you are listening to this, you think it's still, but gravity is, is happening and the earth is rotating. Like the illusion is that it's standing still. The truth is, is the, the truth is the more you ever let one single belief defy you, the less capable you are of any variability or change in the marketplace. So, th so the truth is when you're living in your aligned self, there is no fixed place. There is no attachment. There is no, it's, it's this ever evolving, ever expansion, spirit, energy, love, compassion. That is what is there. There is no single identity, if you will. And so there's a complete harmony. Does that, does yeah. that help you understand? I hope that's not like, I know it's a lot. Like that. So would you say that, 
you should only pursue things that you really are love and passionate about or are things going to be or you know because there's the question is like how do we know if this is i chose this path out of my heart my you know my truth versus how did i choose did i choose this path from ego and once you're in that that's it's like do you continue to pursue that or that's a beautiful question that's a beautiful question. And that's the reason why we do it in the right order. We, the first thing that we do, it takes us eight weeks, right? And I'm always looking to see, like it used to take me six months years ago, but I've got it down to, to eight weeks. And we're literally, we can take anyone who, and help them literally sort that, like where they know the difference from their ego and their aligned self. And then we, we support them in living in any situation, any circumstance, in any situation from that aligned self so that they actually build a muscle for what that is. Because if we don't solve that first, that's exactly what you just said is brilliant because then it creates all of the breakdown of every business model strategy and the idea that you want to turn into income. Once you have this sorted, everything gets easier. Everything from from fronts because this is why I used to struggle for so long. I mean, I spent over half a million. Now I've spent over a million, but but in, in the years ago, I spent over a half a million looking for these answers and the right recipe. And I couldn't understand how every time I would work with someone, I'd spend fifty thousand, hundred thousand to work with them, right? Best selling, very well known. I would feel like like no matter what, and I would be very transparent with them, like I'm. I'm very coachable. And I would say, like, I'm doing exactly what you're saying, but this isn't working for me. Why do you think, like, what am I missing? And they couldn't tell me because they were missing it too. Because if you don't understand the difference between your ego and your aligned self, everything breaks down from there. And then, of course, I didn't know what I should be doing as far as it, because I always felt inauthentic or I felt like I was forcing it or I was think I was really thinking it's what I should do which that's another version, right? But where to answer your question is once you, once you know the first piece, the next piece then, then we go into the next piece. So the first piece is we sort that, you know, our, our program's called the Awakened Entrepreneur. And so we start in the first eight weeks and the first is that awaken of self, of who you really are. And then from there, everything else builds inside a business where then I sit down with you and we actually customize your business plan to you because, you know, business is not a bathrobe. It's not a one size fits all. Like I, like this illusion that you can, you go and then you just do what this other person does. Like, it's ridiculous to think that like, just like everybody's core break in trust isn't the same. It's a unique, that's why we have to heal that individually. You can't put people in a group and say, heal you know, if that was possible, we would have things that these people are doing that are experts that have thousands of people in it teaching this. Everybody should be healed from that. But they're not because it doesn't exist this way. That's not the way really we can motivate people like that. But you're not going to create transformation. Transformation happens inside the individual and it needs to be supported with understanding, okay, now once you're in there, now how do we do that in any situation, any circumstance, and with any type of person so you don't get taken out? So you really know how to live your full potential day in and day out. Once we do that, we go and we customize this business plan because some people, as a reference to the cakes, some people want carrot. 
Some people want chocolate. Some people want vanilla. Some people want strawberry. And it doesn't matter because you should never be a mini someone else. You should be truly you. And so it's about you being fully you in the world. And then what we do is because I don't gamble with money, right? Someone who grows up poor never forgets the value of a dollar. You know, we never gamble. We confirm it with the marketplace because the marketplace dictates like exactly how it's going to go. So what we do is we take that idea that you have of solving a problem. We then test it inside of like with the right ideal clients you want to, you know, you believe you want to work with where they're at in that area of life and the result they want. And then that we support you inside of how to do the skills necessary to really help them achieve that result. And then you test it because either one or two things are going to happen, right? Or I guess it would be three. Either you're like, frick, yeah, this is awesome, which happens. People are like, oh my God, this is what I, this is exactly what I wanted. This is exactly what I've always been meant to do. Or two, oh my gosh, I like that, but it wasn't the problem I really want to solve. Great. Now we know to, now we teach you how to tweak that. Now you find the, the, the opposite of that. Like what's the real problem you want? Because whatever problem you solve, right? You're going to be talking about this for the, for, even if you're going to want to sell it and you're going to do it for three years, you're talking about it day in and day out, right? You can't be something that you're like, oh my God, if I talk about this one more time, I'm going to kill someone, right? So it, 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 you need to know that, like no one's going to know that except for you. So you test it. So either you have the, either it is totally in alignment and it's bam, which we, we've helped many people make millions just right off the gate doing that. Or then they go, oh, wrong problem right person, wrong problem. Or they say, right problem, wrong person. I wanted them to be at this level or at this place because it's going to vary, right? But what, that is the ingredients, right? You've got to have that, you know, where you love it. The market says they need it. They have a desire and a problem they want resolved that they're willing to pay for and that you have some like love to it. You're passionate that you're willing to master it. You're not going to be an expert first, but you're not going to be charging expert prices at the beginning either, right? Like I never started out at the level that I am now, but the way that the reason my prices are so justifiable is we've made more millionaires than anyone combined based on our numbers because our numbers are really small, but we have more millionaires than anyone. So it's, it's really easy to see like what somebody can do when they're in their alignment and they're not resisting and they're not blocking themselves and they're not limiting themselves and they're not in their own way. And they're not like, it's amazing how life is right without that. Does that make sense? Of course. Yeah. Okay. I love it. So yeah. Good. Much, so much good stuff. And your, your book is called meant for more. Meant for more. That was really how I always felt. Like I just, I always felt, and every single one of my clients feels like this. I know that I'm meant for, for more. I know there's something I'm meant to do. I just can't put my finger on it. So they're either usually, they're one of these three people. They're either a complete newbie and they're like, I don't even know where to start, right? But I know I'm meant for more. Or there's someone who they've been stuck at the same level forever. And, you know, those, there's so, it's so much fun. Like there was, we've had so many of these people, but there's like one that just, she did, we're just celebrating her and she was stuck. She, you know, she was an artist, right? Everybody knows the starving artist thing, but she was stuck at 250 for years. So she's been doing this for like, 
I don't know, 14 years or something. And she came to us, she was stuck and she could never make more than 250. And she just broke 900,000 in like less than a year with us in like nine months, 900,000 from 250 to 900,000. You know, those are the successes that I just love to, but that is exactly that's exactly right. Like, it's like they literally feel completely stuck is the next one. They've been at a certain level and they just cannot blow past that. Or they're the expert, meaning they work for someone, they're CFOs or the COOs, they're like a high level expert, but they can help other people make money, but they can't do it for themselves. It's a very interesting thing, right? That because that's when the ego really starts to be like, shines a spotlight. Like, I don't want to really be seen. I can help other people as long as I'm in the background. And But now I have to be the front of my business. So those are the three, the three people. And so all of them feel that they were meant for more. And so that book is called Meant for More, How to Stop Secretly Struggling and Become a Force to be Reckoned With, which is what my ideal client said. Those were not my words. Even though I always felt I was meant for more, that's what they told me. So that's copy. Yeah. How much you good value. Yay. How, if somebody wants to get in touch with you and learn more, yeah. work with you, how do we do that? Absolutely. Come visit me on my website. I'm, you know, the one you can talk to. Like I, I am one of those rare people. People always say this. I can't believe you're the one answering everybody. I really do answer everybody. I just do. That is who I am. You just reach out to me. You can email me directly at Mia at MiaHewitt.com. And Hewitt is spelled H-E-W-E-T-T. Or just go to my website at miahewitt.com and there's you can get my the first three chapters of my book for free. See if it is like really a fit for you. And then you can download the rest or whatever. But it really helps you start to unpack this and uncover everything. And the next book I'll end up writing is called The Awakened Entrepreneur. But the first one is most important because the meant for more is all in the being. It's everything that was the first step. And then after that, we can do the doing. But if we don't get the being, we'll sabotage the doing. Mm. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And just to finish it off with one last question. What advice do you have for somebody struggling right now with adversity? Let's say an entrepreneur. I know you talked about it, but I always like to end it off. Like, what is one piece of advice you could give them? They're sitting there struggling mm. with something in their life particularly with their business. Okay. Whatever. The fastest thing that I can give them that's not going to, you know, take a little bit of time for them to unpack. The fastest thing I would say is this. I want you to consider that your mind was never designed to be a storage facility. I want you to consider, this is going to sound so simple that you're going to want to discount it, but it is so powerful when you get this that it will really support you in any adversity that's coming up. So I want you to consider your mind was always designed to be a processor. So it's never been designed to be the master. It was designed to be the servant, right? So feel this, you have a mind, but you're not your mind. You are way more than your mind. You have a pinky, but you're not your pinky. Yet without your pinky, you wouldn't be able to really actually do as like the amount of work that you can do with your hands. So it's a necessary component. It's a necessary ingredient, but it is not the only ingredient. You are way bigger than your mind. So the, the first thing that I would want to give you inside of that is you want to stop using your mind as a storage facility. 
So meaning you want to stop holding things, like bringing things in and storing them and then trying to remember that, oh, I got to do this and I got to do that and I got to do this and I got to do that. In fact, what you want to do is really live from a, an empty mind. This is a great joke for being a blonde, right? The blondes had it right. You actually want to really have nothing in your mind. Like you want it to be so empty so that you're fully present wherever you are. And then what you're doing is you want to, anything that comes up through the mind, you want to chunk it into one single device. Just grab your phone and in your notes, put two separate sections. Something like if, the, if something comes up that you're like, I don't want to forget to do this, put it in that, to you know, into that, that section where it's going to be a to-do that you're going to schedule, right? So that you don't, just to get it out of your mind, and into one note that's a to-do. So you just allocate it there so you constantly live with the mind free. If it's something that you have an idea to do in the future, just put it in the second section of the note to do in the future, right? So what you're doing is you're like not holding on to something. And if something comes up that you feel the resistance, that's when you want to learn to process the emotions. I gave you that earlier on this. Go back and look at, listen to those exact points, process, do those steps so that you process, come back into alignment within yourself, right? Always operating from an empty mind, fully open because from the empty mind and fully expecting your results, you will see all the opportunities. You will see the opportunities. Instead of being stuck in the problem, you will be a match for all of the solutions. I love that. Thank you. Awesome. My pleasure. It was so great hanging out with you, Lance. Nice chatting. Yeah. Time Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolute pleasure. Thanks so much, everybody. Let me know what you think about the episode. Would love to hear a review on Apple if you feel called to do so. Share this with somebody you feel may need it. And of course, subscribe wherever you're listening to this, whether it's CastBox, whether it's Apple, Spotify, you know what I mean. You know the drill. And we're also available on YouTube. So I love you guys. I appreciate you. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time.